Well, the good news is I was going to do a TED talk today uh, with the rest of with the rest of this verse. So, um, because I wanted us to, uh, so we're 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 in a transition, whether we like it or not. Do you guys know that? Uh, you know, uh, every church is. It, you know, I I, I read uh, church blogs, you know, blogs of other pastors and stuff, and and church leaders and stuff. It, it's not that interesting, but uh, but what, what they've said is things have changed everywhere. So I look at our you know our gathering, I'll go, wow, we've changed too, and and uh, it, and the consensus is we're never going back to whatever we thought normal was. <laughs> And and I'm so glad about that because uh, n- normal is so boring because it's just maintaining and instead of advancing. And so uh, I'm very interested in doing God's next. Right? He has great and precious promises for each and every group of Christians that gather and certain purposes. And the way for us to discover that, of course, is to pray. and to pray, and to gather with one another, or at least relate to one another. And um, this, this is one of those things that kind of, and I, I, so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this briefly, uh, since you, I already had my opportunity to preach. Um, but I, I, we're, we're, the new year is coming in two months. And, you know, New Year's is usually when people are like, okay, we're going to launch something. We're not launching anything, but we're moving towards the future uh, as, as God uses this group in, in the kingdom. Okay, you guys with me? And how are we going to get there? Well, you're going to tell me because you're part of it, right? Each and every one of us. Every member working is the, the program. All right, so here uh, we read our sacred reading. And the next verses that come... Uh, beyond our sacred reason, reading, it says, for this reason. So for this reason, we're looking is that God has given us his divine power. He's given us everything we need, and he's given us promises. For this reason, he wants us to do something. He says, make every effort to add to your faith. And then he gives us eight things we, we should add to our faith. So we start with these promises. And, you know, a promise, if you give your kid a promise then they trust that you're going to do it, right? Hey, we're going to go to Disneyland next week. Great. So they trust the promise. And so he's saying, I want you to add to your faith, to your trust of what God has said. I want you to add these things. And he gives us eight things. And then uh, I, I want to just talk briefly about uh, what, what are the key to making sure you possess those things. So he begins, uh, so he says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. I shouldn't have read it so fast. I'll go on. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad? I know. I I hate racing, but we are living in a time 
it, a time of peace. You might, look, you might say, well, I don't know. When I read the paper, it doesn't look very peaceful to me. But realistically, most of us in this room and probably are wa- watching online, we're not, nobody's busting down our door. We're living in a time where we have, still have time to prepare our spiritual life. And that's what he's talking about here. These guys were living in a terrible time, way worse than whatever we think our time looks like. We're living in a pretty good time, believe it or not, even though there's a lot of bad. And the time to prepare is now. Uh, in January, uh, I, I participated in a program with uh, FEMA. You know what FEMA is? It's a fed, federal emergency something-something. And what, what they did is they put out the word and they said, we will give you $3,000 to brace and bolt your house because there's an earthquake coming. How many know there's an earthquake coming? Huh? <laughs> I, don't, I can't make this a TED Talk if I, if I digress too much, but uh, recently uh, I've been enamored by this volcano on La Palma. Have anybody seen it? I, I, oh, it, you, you should look it up on YouTube. But one day, this, well, this island, it's, a, it's in uh, the Canary Islands right off of Spain. They had an earthquake, or they had an earthquake, and they've, had, you know, they've been living on a volcano. But the thing hasn't been active in, you know, a thousand years, whatever. It hasn't been a problem. They build all around it, like most countries do with their volcanoes. Uh, but this thing just went crazy, and it's still going crazy. They have like a, a live view of it, and, and somehow or another, I think because I watched it, it comes up on my YouTube like, hey, look at this again. And every time I look at it, I'm like, that is just crazy. It's, it's volumes of lava and, and explosions and all day long. And then it, you hear the people there going, wow. That's getting close. Oh, yeah, that house isn't going to make it. Nope. That house is, you know, and then, and then you see the, the lava just crumble the house. Why am I saying all this? The time to prepare <laughs> is, not, is before the volcano. The time to prepare is before the earthquake. The time to prepare our spiritual life is before we need it. And he's, when we read the scriptures, it's important for us to realize that Jesus has to be the anchor. You know, right here from the very beginning, he says, it's because you know God. The preparation is knowing God. Really knowing God. I, I, you know, I, I'm worried about Christians that know about God. Uh, in, in fact, sometimes, I, you know, I'll, I'll, and, and I'm an old Christian now, so take this for what it's worth. But I really don't doubt God. If I, when I doubt God, when I when I get doubts in my mind, it's like you know, is this you know, is this real? You know, is Jesus real or whatever? I I doubt the doubts. I'm like, well, well, that's just stupid. What are you, an idiot? Only an idiot would doubt God. And then I you know, and then I get back on track. It's it's very rare. In fact, it's more. It, it, in my life, it's just like, I know there's a God. I know in whom I've believed. I've watched him. I've seen him. And I'm, and I'm excited for what he's going to do next because he has great and precious promises. No matter what I see. How about you? Now, I know many people, they struggle with their faith. They struggle with doubt. It's common. I mean, it's, it's, it's taken me, you know, over 30 years walking with Jesus every day. 
mostly in the same direction, <laughs> watching his faithfulness. It's like, yep, sure enough, didn't drop me off there, didn't drop me off there, didn't drop me off there, didn't drop me off there. And it's like, okay, now, even if I can't see his hand, I know I've seen it enough that I go in that direction. So, all right. So, Peter recommends to us, he says, I want you to make every effort to add to your faith. Because one of the reasons we doubt is because we're like, I believe, I believe, I believe. And then something happens like, I don't believe. And then I got, I believe, I believe, I believe. And he says, so I want you to add, add some things. So this word here, though, is, is what I want to focus on. My first point is there's, an, there's a forward-facing application to do this. Make every effort. What does that sound like, guys? Does that sound like a like, oh, yeah, I'll kind of wing it from here. There's no wing in it. It's like make every effort. Aim yourself at it. Like, go for it. Because you're going to need more than just your faith. You're going to need another list. And I like that he, he does that. Oh, he says, make every effort. So basically what I read and what I get from this is it's time to focus. It's time to focus. It's time to prepare now. Okay. Uh, this this word, all, all, it says all, all effort. It also means all, with all speed, right? Like now's the time. Today, yesterday was, was gone, but now with all earnestness, with all diligence, with all supply. And it goes along with our song that we sang. It's really just an openness to say, Lord, let this, let your kingdom come in my life. All right, TED Talk, second point. Uh, he says, add all these things in increasing measure. Uh, obviously, we could talk a week on... Uh, we, actually, some of these were are, are repeats from our Fruit of the Spirit, so we can just run through them. But he says, I want you to add goodness, which is moral excellence. And what, I mean, what he means by that, and you guys get ready to write fast, is just stay tuned into the Spirit. What is the Spirit saying to you right now? What is he challenging you? Where is he convicting you? Uh, if, if, I, if I asked you this morning, it's like, where is the Holy Spirit convicting you lately? If you don't have something, then you haven't been walking closely enough. Okay? You guys with me? All right. So goodness, uh, this, this goodness has to do with moral excellence, conviction, repentance, becoming like Jesus. Okay, it says, then add to, add to your goodness knowledge. Um, I'm amazed at how much information and opportunity we have to have insights and knowledge with God. I can't imagine. You can imagine living two, three hundred years ago. You might not even have your Bible. I mean, now we've got like the whole internet and they haven't taken down all the good stuff yet. They haven't censored Jesus fully, right? Now, you know, if you say Jesus didn't get vaccinated, then you get censored. But the rest of it's all in there. You know, Jesus never was vaccinated. Sorry, I didn't mean to put that on you. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, that's right. He lived 2,000 years ago. Yeah, he was kind of before vaccination. Anyway, where was I? Uh, I'm just messing with your mind. Uh, but... We have opportunities 
to have insights, understandings of what his promises are. Right? Okay, number three. Uh, he says self-control. Uh, kind of goes along with the first one, just a constant yielding to the Spirit. You know, when, when Jesus says, let's go, let's do this thing, let's do it. All right. Uh, perseverance. Uh, it's just a, a long walk in the same direction. Something I've been trying to do for many years, and I know that you guys have, have done that or are trying to do that. It's amazing because there's a blessing with every act of obedience. <laughs> you know that. Every act of obedience, you get to see more of who Jesus is. All right, you guys with me? Perseverance. And then he goes on to, to godliness. Uh, what that means, to uh, you know, it, it means a devotion. And I'd say a return to devotion. As, as uh, Dean even pointed out, it's like, ah, oh, I'm singing this song, and, and I'm feeling like a hypocrite. Welcome to the club. But when we feel like a hypocrite, that's a conviction in our heart. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be a, I, I want to know Jesus better. So we take our hypocrisy and we move it towards devotion. Yay? Okay. And then here, I want to get down to these. And he says, add to this mutual affection. Isn't that funny? That faith always leads to love. Always. If you have faith and you're not a lover, if you rant on social media, I, I actually, one of these church leader guys that writes about church problems, he was saying that one of the reasons people have stopped going to church is because of Christians online. I'm like, what? How could that be? Do Christians online not say things that are loving and kind? Ah, <laughs> oh, maybe they need to evaluate themselves. <laughs> maybe they should memorize this verse and add goodness to <laughs> and devotion to their life. Because what we should be spewing forth is love. <laughs> spewing it everywhere. Sloppy. <sighs> Sorry. But mutual affection, this brotherly kindness, this Philadelphia. My, I was born and raised in Philly. You know that. Can't help myself. Every time I go there, I just want to hug people. Just kidding. <laughs> actually, I remember when I, I coming back from basic training, I, I, I actually did have that experience. I got downtown Philly, and I thought, I just want to hug all these people. I didn't know any of them. I, I guess it's because they didn't have short hair. Anyway, where was I? Mutual affection, valuing each other. I, I kind of said it at the start, but... Uh, we have to stop and see each other. I love you. 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 You too, Caesar. I know you're listening. Isn't an amazing world that we have people in front of us that we can love and we can know? And he's saying, man, I want you to add to your faith this gem. And then he goes on to love. So I want you to be affectionate, mutually affectionate and loving. And loving really just has to do with being uh, willing to sacrifice your self-life for another person. 
It's like, ah, you, you, you know, can you help me with this? No. <laughs> Love says, are you kidding? Of course, I want to be there with you. And where this really uh, goes, and, and I am going to stop in one second, because love is always serving someone, something. And the, the things that, that make churches stand out is not just our faith. There's a lot of churches, man, we got faith, we're faith. But the mutual affection and the love and the service, the genuineness, that makes a difference. Okay. All right, so my, my, my third point here was use the keys to possessing these qualities. Relating to one another with true mutual affection takes some work, doesn't it? Because then you actually have to know someone. Uh, I could ask you today, who's your best friend? And you look and you say, okay, my best friend. You know how you get a best friend? You hang out with them a lot. My wife's actually my best friend because I hang out with her the most. Right? I used to have a friend. My best friend growing up was Bob Smith. Bob Smith, if you're trying to get my password and says, who's your best friend? Still Bob Smith. I haven't talked to Bob Smith. And Sorry, Bob, if you're watching this someday, looking on the internet, type in your name, and all of a sudden this video comes up. Bro, you are still my best friend. But I have not talked to Bob Smith in eh, probably about 25 years at least. But he was my best friend because I spent all my time with him, right? In the gospel, mutual affection comes by spending time with one another. Where we need to go in the kingdom is spending time with one another, spiritual time. Not just like, not like how's it going, but how's it going with these things you're adding to your faith? All right. Building relationships, prayer, prayer. See, no greater bond is made than when you pray with someone. Did you know that? What, what um, I'm proposing is uh, I'm going I'm, I'm to be here 15 minutes before service, which doesn't mean 10 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> it means 9.45 <laughs> to, pray with, to, to pray. And it's okay. It's a, if you can join me for 15 minutes of prayer which could go longer because it takes another 15 to get everybody here. Uh, but it, I, I was meeting with our church council last weekend. We we're saying, well, we got to start somewhere. Where are we going to start? I said, well, we got to always have to start with prayer, right? So if you'll join me, 945 every week, even if I get translated somewhere, we'll just start there. And we'll be specific and we'll watch God move. Yes? And then mission, serving together. Uh, there's, there, there's places to serve here, but I want to serve there. I want to serve out there. Um, so, something that, that Jenny and I have done, I know that Dean and Judy have done recently, uh, or not that recently, but uh, time goes by, um, is, is working at, at Second Harvest. Um, I want to lead a mission. I don't want to lead a mission team, but I want one of you to lead a mission team for us to go down there uh, and, and do that. I can show you how if you're, if you're interested in, in a mission. Okay, did I say that it was a TED Talk? I went five minutes over, so I'm going to stop my notes right here because 
Um, because I want us to pray together. So I'm going to, I want to pray, close the service, then I want us to stick around for five minutes and exercise what we're talking about today. All right, let's do it. Lord, we are grateful for your word. Ah, how exciting it is to know that you've placed us in the kingdom, you've given us everything we need, you've, you've given us a heart for each other, the lost, the world. Lord, I pray that as we pray, you'd break our hearts again, reminding us of those that have not partaken of this beautiful divine nature and the love that you've shed on us. Lord, I pray that you would activate us from uh, being something that you haven't called us yet. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would fill us with your spirit again, that when we walk out of here, we'd remember the mission you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, YouTubers and and others, uh, we're signing off, and the rest of us are going to hang out and, and practice what we preach this morning. So have a great day, and we'll see you soon.